You just be over there doing your job. I'll just be over here doing my job. Everybody will do their jobs because we're professionals. That's what we do. Even if we've been doing this job all week, talking about Israel all week, as if there's thing else going on in the world, we'll just be here doing our jobs. You'll be over there administrating those, those businesses and those ministries. I'll be over here blabbering at this microphone. It'll be good to go. Oh, look, the people are here. Good morning. Mike says, five by five, brother, loud and clear. I appreciate that very much. Um, listen, probably a bunch of y'all are new here. You're like, who is this this guy with that beard? Um, I'm Bear from the internet. Hi, good to meet you. If you're new here, don't be retarded. Do the YouTube thing. Subscribe, ring the little bell icon, all, you know, all this stuff. If you're one of the 40% of people and, and, you know, acting as a federal agent who's watching the show but not subscribed to the show, Mm, I don't like that very much. So you should either subscribe or you should just leave and never come back. It's entirely up to you. I know you're bristling right now on your mom's couch in the basement. Nobody gives me an ultimatum, bear man. Uh, I just did. Subscribe or leave. All right. For everybody else, uh, listen, you know what to do. Ring the little bell icon, thumbs up, comment for the YouTube algorithm, and share the show with somebody you love, please, and thank you. That's how the show grows. We have grown from zero subscribers to close to 193,000 subscribers organically, unlike a lot of other channels that pay for promotion and they pay to have their their posts boosted and they pay for sub. We don't pay for shit. Um, we just read the news uh, and we read the book and we do what the book says. And you might be asking yourself, what book could that be? That would be this one right here. Um, you might know it. It's called The Bible. And it's highly recommended if you're like, but I don't know what to do with insert problem here. You just, you pull out the, the blue book and you flip it open and you go, to, you know, you just flip randomly to Job. And then Yahuwah answered Job out of the world and said, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Right. See that right there. Boom. Golden. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by the creator of the universe. Uh, first and foremost, and then by the patrons over at uh, the link in the doobly-doo down here, and then by Refuge Medical, for whom I am the chief shilling officer. I'm also the founder and the CEO, but I'm also the guy that talks the most about refugemedical.com on the interwebs. And so um, if you don't have a first aid kit on the global day of jihad, maybe reconsider your priorities in life. Yes, but I have a caramel mocha frappy latte. Okay. Well, you can pack a wound with your caramel mocha frappy latte, and I'll be using gauze because I'd be prepped, yo. We're going to talk about the Global Day of Jihad because why not, right? It's in the news, but we should probably talk about that. We're going to talk about the Israeli war because we just haven't talked enough about that lately, uh, and also the economy in Israel, and we're also going to do the national intel, which is intelligence that has been sent in by y'all to the email address intel at barrendependent.com. If you are one of the people that can't spell intel at bearindependent.com, congratulations, you have self-selected out of the ability to provide intelligence to the bear nation. Okay. Okay, bear. Read the brief, bear. Okay, guys, I'm getting there. Hurry up, bear. It's Friday. Okay. The economy of Israel has been swiftly altered by the outbreak of war. Whiskey, Alpha, Romeo. Remember three years ago on YouTube when you couldn't utter the phrase a war without being knocked out? Do you remember the good old days? At 205 Dewey Avenue, we were just hanging out in 500 square feet, and I would say the word war, and YouTube would throw me off the internet, because, you know, my, my free speech, bro, 
Well, guess what? We can now say war again, apparently. Over 300,000 reservists, formerly workers in the Israeli economy, have suddenly been transformed into fighters. Not transformed into fighter jets, although that would be cool. If you could like do the you know, Transformers thing, voot, 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 and turn into a fighter jet, I'd, I would probably, I'd probably do that. What was that? Uh, remember that Michael Jackson movie back in the day? What was that called? Moonwalker? At the end of it, he turns into a fighter jet? Why do I know that? Tell me you were raised in the 1980s without telling me you were raised in the 1980s. Anyway, um, Israeli reservists aren't fighter jets. Uh, if these people are away from their jobs for a long time, the economic impact will become more acute. Imagine that. Another economic impact of the war is the sudden cessation of tourism, which is extraordinarily important in a place houses, resorts, archaeological sites, historical and religious sites, and more. While it is not anticipated that chemical exports will be impacted very much since the industry is staffed with so many foreigners rather than reservists, several fertilizer stocks have jumped in response to the concern soon after the initial conflict uh, broke out. Now, also remember... It's the International Day of Jihad. Yay. Um, Department of Homeland Security is taking this seriously. A lot of agencies and organizations are, not, are on a heightened level of alert. Um, the, what was he? He was an ambassador to somebody. Because, yeah. A, a diplomat is at, let's start over. Actually, first, another sip of coffee. I got to wake up. Hmm. A diplomat at Israel's embassy in China has been attacked and stabbed with a knife in the street in Beijing. <laughs> I love it how they're like, uh, the, the motivation is unknown at this time. The identity of the attacker is unclear, as is his motivation. I'm sure it's completely random. However, the stabbing took place after former Hamas chief Khalid Mashal called on Muslims across the world to make Friday a day of protest and jihad in support of Hamas's war on Israel. Also in uh, Atlanta, at the Atlanta International Airport, three people have been stabbed. So that's fun. Um, it's a, probably a good day to not be at an international airport just based upon, you know, previous uh, historical data with radical Islam. Let's see, the French have shut down any protests, uh, pro-Palestinian protests, as have the Germans and the Italians, all of whom have a very large, uh, have had a very large influx, air quote, ethnic minorities over the last several years. There has been very intentional immigration uh, in Europe of moving radicalized individuals into their country, into what could be called sleeper cells. Almost like here in the United States of America. <clears throat> and with words of wisdom from the chat from Elisa Junduang, if you pee straight on Bramble, it eventually kills it. So that's also a thing that you need to know on this day of international jihad. If you have Bramble and you need it dead, you need to pee on it. Now, for some of us, that's going to be easier than others. Depends on how tall the Bramble is. If you got to squat over it, that you're going to definitely have an issue. Uh, Wisconsin farm boy. So that's good to know. Okay. Good morning, Palpetto. Palmetto. Uh, anyway, what is interesting to note, back to the brief, is that according to CNBC, quote, almost every major American technology company also has significant production or research and development offices in Israel, including such small timers as Microsoft, Alphabet, 
the company that owns Google, which owns YouTube, which was funded with CIA money, Apple and Oracle, um, which is a huge defense contractor as well, to name a few. Intel is investing in a manufacturing facility not 30 minutes away from the Gaza border, end quote. Because the pandemic inspired so much flexibility in the workplace with remote work, these companies are, are expected to remain more adaptable during this conflict. Yet we will see. Zach W is yelling in the comments. You're not going to tell people you're coming. You're just going to do it. Don't tell me what I'm going to do, Zach, or not do. Simmer. But you know what, Zach? I'll tell you. I am coming. I am coming. I will see you at 0300. But will you see me, Zach? But will you see me, Zach? Of course, another factor in this worldwide house of cards is that the global gas market may end up tightening further if Israeli gas exports drop. Chevron has already closed a natural gas field that's off of Israel's coast, but it is unknown how long the shutdown will last. Before the conflict broke out, the latest World Economic Outlook report from the International Monetary Fund, you know those guys who are totally have your best interests at heart, noted that economic growth was weak. Hmm. Hmm. I'm glad we gathered a gaggle of professionals to determine that economic growth is weak. But according to the IMF, it's weak. Moreover, IMF Chief Economist Pierre-Olivier has said that commodity prices, which are heavily influenced by geopolitical events, can pose a, quote, serious risk to the trajectory of inflation. So on Wednesday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, quote, because she's also super duper trustworthy, quote, while we are monitoring potential economic impacts from the crisis in Israel, I'm not really thinking of that as a major driver of the global economic outlook. Thus far, I don't think we've seen anything suggesting it will be very significant thus far because we can't look at the data we have and extrapolate that at all. Let's see, boys and gerbils. I think this war in Israel is going to go big and it's going to go long. Israel has straight up said they are going to make uh, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank uninhabitable. Uh, it will, in their words this morning, it will be a tent city. If Palestinians return to it, there, there will not be an ounce of infrastructure left. Anvar and Carmina said Hawaii, Hawaii representing. Hopefully you got a blue roof over there. Zach, I did not mean you, LOL. Well, I meant you, Zach. I'll see you, but will you see me? Is that a bush or is that bear in a ghillie suit? I guess you'll never know until it's too late. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm just messing with Zach. Because sometimes, you know, if you're in the chat, that's going to happen. And I know a lot of you guys watch, guys and girls, watch, air quote, watch passively. So you're listening while you're driving or operating your bulldozer or your skid steer or your business. And you have no idea what's happening in the chat. And I'll be frank with you. It, neither do I. I just pop in. I look over. I see random things in the chat. And then I pop back out again. Good morning, crazy Canuck, everybody in the chat and all the blue wrenches. Uh, Mike, sorry about the law enforcement. <laughs> it's okay, Mike. It's okay, Mike. Just review your talk to text next time. Um, so day of global jihad uh, remains to be seen. I do not believe if you live out in the sticks, if you live rurally or in the wilderness, that you're going to have any problems today. Comma, 
if you live in cities, like major cities, yeah, heightened threat for sure. Suburbs, mm, it depends on the suburb. Because like the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is what, 100 miles wide of suburbs and bedroom communities for DFW. So like, yeah, if you were to, you know, blow something up in Plano, Texas, that has an impact, right? Or Garland or, you know, wherever that has an impact. And I give those words no power, but there's a lot of people there, right? Um, you know, there are significantly more people, significantly more people that live. If you took Allen, Texas, McKinney, Texas, and Frisco, Texas, that's more people than live in the state of Montana in three bedroom communities of DFW. Okay. So depends, you know, well, they attack the suburbs Define suburbs, right? Cause like the suburb of Tulsa is going to be significantly smaller than the suburb of Dallas, right? And the suburb of, uh, you know, pick a major air quote city in South Dakota is going to be tiny compared to the suburbs in Rockland County, New York, outside of New York City. My wife is from Frisco. Okay, Millennial Minuteman. Interesting name, by the way. So it is the Global Day of Jihad. Keep your head on a swivel. Thus far, not a whole bunch of reports coming in. But like I said, a lot of European nations have, um, at least for the time being, uh, suspended the right of anybody to air quote protest on behalf of Palestine. And that's probably a good move because there's millions of displaced peoples in those countries. And per scale, those countries are way smaller than the United States of America. Like the countries in Europe are the size of our states. Right? Texas is approximately the size of Europe. So for scale, Israel is like the size of New Jersey ish for those who are curious. Jack Burton said it's been jihad my whole 44 years. I'm sorry, bro. It'll be okay. Move to the woods, get you an hour 15, raise some sheep, plant some potatoes. You'll be fine. You can shut that jihad right down. Bear independent bonus intel. Intel at barrenpennant.com. This is stuff that y'all have sent in to us to read on the report. Now, when I say Intel, I mean, what are you seeing with your eyes? What are you hearing with your ears? Do not send links to videos. Bear's got to watch this video. No, Bear doesn't. Bear doesn't have to do shit. You got to read this article. No, 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 I don't. Bear does not get those emails. Bear, that's right. Bear doesn't. They don't even make it past the screening process. Bear does not get those emails. All right. 13 October 23 bonus intel. These are all quotes. I'm not going to say quote over and over again. Okay. Okay, bear. I attend a small Christian university in the Pacific Northwest. Within the last week, I've been hearing reports that the university's enrollment is down 30% this fall. Enrollment has been either holding steady or decreasing slightly over the past several years, but this year is the worst. The university is going to have to make large cuts or changes to make the budget work. One of my professors told us that he is part of a committee to help with the downsizing. He said that although we are struggling, our university university is actually in a much better place financially than many other small Christian colleges and universities around the nation. I believe this is an economic indicator. I think many young people are starting to realize college is not financially viable for them. 
and others are opting for more affordable public universities. The suburban lifestyle and the middle class are crumpling under this inflation. Um, yes, inflation has a lot to do with it. I think it also has a lot. Let me just be frank. I'm just going to shoot from the hip, speak what I think as I normally do. I think a lot of people are realizing that your college degree is bullshit. Me personally, I would much rather have somebody who has applicable work experience than a fancy piece of paper. Also, just throwing this out there, I think a lot of people are realizing that not only is there um, higher learning indoctrination, frankly, there's also Christian indoctrination. Now, me, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a follower of Messiah. But religiosity, I think, is is we're turning a corner with religiosity because your man-made doctrines and dogmas of bullshit is not something that a lot of people are interested in any, interested in anymore, which leads back to read the book, do what it says. What did God say to do? Not what did the pastor, the priest, the rabbi, the bishop, the pope say to do? So confidence in the university system, low. Confidence in man-made doctrines and dogmas, low. Inflation, high. I think all those things are why you're seeing this small Christian university, specifically in the Pacific Northwest, which of course is known for its hardcore Christian fundamentalists, right? Uh, yeah, that's why enrollment's down, if I, had to, if I had to offer a guess here. Next, for the past two months, my daughter has had a cough, mostly mild, but sometimes causing her to throw up violently. This is mostly concerning because she's five and that causes dehydration quickly. No over-the-counter medicines have helped. After multiple trips to the doctor with no success, I went back to grandma's home remedy, which is simply honey. It's the only thing that's helping. I write this to remind people that we have had medicine more we have had medicine before modern technology that often works better than what's on the counter. Buy a one remedy book and use that. P.S. For dehydration, grab some Gatorade powder and Pedialyte powder. It can be the difference between life and death. MC Uper says, I follow the teachings of the Ninja Turtles. Well, heroes on the half shell, turtle power. Uh, listen, if a rat in a sewer offers you a slice of pizza, I'm just going to go ahead and say, no, I would not participate in that. Because first of all, why does this rat have pizza? Second of all, why is it an electric? Japanese rat that also speaks English. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Right. Right. My next, my best friend is losing his job as a service tech at the Energizer plant in Fenmore, Wisconsin, which is giving him and all other staff a two month warning before they close the facility. This is horrendous to the local economy, although it's spelled horridus. This is horridus to the local economy especially since it's happening right before Christmas. He has enough preps to keep him and his family all right for two months. I Listen, I just got it. We're not just going to glance right over that. First of all, Jesus' birthday wasn't on December 25th. Okay, do some Google foo on that. Go check that out. You might research up Babylon. You might look up Tammuz, T-A-M-M-U-Z. Um, look at the stars. Why were people going to uh, Jerusalem anyway? when messiah was born oh well, it was because of the census yeah but what time of year was the census it was in the fall so when was he born probably during the festival of sukkot which makes sense because the festival of sukkot is uh 
prophetically when we dwell together in unity with the creator forever. So December 25th, not Messiah's birthday, a Babylonian false god's birthday. Also, Christmas is not about buying shit. Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, actually, it's the wrong season anyway. But even if that was true, putting a bunch of shit underneath a tree, read Jeremiah, do not bow down underneath an evergreen tree, is not what the Christmas spirit is about, nor should it be. And maybe these economic hard times will be just enough for people to turn back to the creator, to teshuva, to repent, to repent of their wicked ways. And instead of bowing down to the altar of capitalism and stuff, you could actually point your family back towards the creator. And I don't care what the expectation of the children is because guess what? I have children too. And when we stopped celebrating Christmas because it's pagan idolatry bullshit, you know what happened? Nothing. They were fine. They're not traumatized. But I also didn't lie to them. I told them the truth. Hey, I did some research. Turns out December 25th is not Messiah's birthday. Also, I'm not going to go into debt to buy a bunch of shit that you're going to spend maybe an hour looking at on the morning of December 25th, which is then going to clog up every bit of storage we have in this house and you're going to forget about within a week. All that's retarded. Now, I'm sorry your friend is getting laid off, but you can't tug on my heartstrings with Christmas because it's really not a thing anyway. And I'm saying this because I love you. Read your Bible. You find me one biblical instance of Christmas. I'll reconsider my ways. It ain't in there. Read Matthew chapter one. What tribe was Messiah from? Anybody? Anybody? Hmm? Oh, thanks. D got it in the chat. Yeah. Judah of the tribe of Judah. Why does he tell the woman at the well? Redemption is of the tribe of the Yehudim. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Back to uh, the national intel. He, who has been laid off, laid off, has enough preps to keep him and his family all right for two months. But he is having a hard time finding a new job that pays well and that needs his uh, specific expertise. A lot of people going through that right now. This comes after other massive manufacturing companies in the area have closed down or have started downsizing as they trans- transfer production to Mexico. My friend's wife, who is a waitress in the area, is already seeing massive cuts in people's bills and tips as these jobs leave the area. Please keep them in your prayers. One of the things I like to point out to people that most people don't like hearing, and that's okay because you can find plenty of other people who will tickle your ears on YouTube. Um, People move, especially if you are a follower of Messiah. Read the Gospels. Dude never stopped walking to places. He walked across water to get to other places. People move, especially the father's people. They move all the time. Why is the promised land that is being fought over right, literally right now in the Middle East, why is it so large? Because it was everywhere that Abraham's foot tread that would become the inheritance of his children. Uh, Dude did a lot of walking, like all over the Middle East. That's the inheritance because people move. It's called strategic relocation. If it is untenable where you are, pack your shit up and move. But my family's here. Okay, cool. Move with them. Well, we've been here for 100 years. Well, when your great-great-grandpa put down roots there, it was because he could. 
I don't understand why people have like this ideological attachment to this square of dirt right here. Move. Go. Messiah himself was taken into Egypt for a time when King Herod was killing all the Jewish babies. Yeah, remember that? Probably not because it's in the Bible and most people claim they have mental assent to I'm a believer, but they don't read their Bibles for themselves. And if you did, you'd understand people, especially the father's people, move about the battle space. So I'm sorry that this is happening in Wisconsin, but there are jobs elsewhere. I know for a fact there's jobs right here. And I also know the cost of living is pretty low and the quality of life is pretty high. So strategically relocate. Hell, go to Texas. Go to Texas. There's more damn jobs in Texas than you can shake a stick at. You want a good paying job that requires technical expertise? Go anywhere around Dallas. Now, do I want to live there? No, I used to, but I strategically relocated because I wanted something else out of life. I moved with kids and with an 80-year-old grandma. Yep, and next to no money, so it can be done. Next, my brother has lived in Israel for over 30 years. One of my nephews recently completed his two-year active duty tour with the IDF and is in the reserves. He has not yet been called up, although he is expecting it soon. But he traveled to southern Israel on Saturday and volunteered to help. He is a contractor, so he has one of the few pickup trucks in Israel. He traveled without anyone else to ensure his safety to a vulnerable town, and in three trips, transported 60 people out to a much more secure location. Good job. He then returned to that town on two other trips and retrieved 40 dead bodies, which he returned to a facility that had been set up to identify the dead. I know my nephew to be a very tough young man, somebody who has stitched his mangled finger back together without anesthetic and without a single tear. However, my brother told me that after this experience, my nephew was crying like a baby. Such is the magnitude and the depths of depravity of these terrorists. It seems to me that Israel, for all its reputation as a well-prepared country, was and is not prepared for a truly extraordinary attack. Pause. Yeah, there's three key elements that we want to maintain during an attack. Speed, surprise, violence of action. It's a general rule of war. Whoever shoots first wins. At least in that engagement. At least in that battle. Maybe not the war, but whoever shoots first wins. Speed, surprise, violence of action. Did Hamas have speed? Yep. Did they have surprise? Clearly. Did they have violence of action? Yep. Do I support those terrorist pieces of shit? No, not even a little bit. But, you know, Trump is getting, uh, yet again, just getting drug across the coals this morning for saying uh, that Hamas is smart. And people are saying, well, why would you ever, you know, um, shower praise upon those terrorist scumbags he's not he's acknowledging that they're smart never underestimate your enemy because if you underestimate your enemy you will you give them the opportunity to ambush you to take you by surprise speed surprise violence of action very 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 few people are capable of reacting to speed surprise violence of action in a positive way that allows them to win the engagement, that initial engagement. And so these are ba just basic core tenets of warfare. If we're going to attack, what do we need to have? Speed, surprise, violence of action. And Hamas did. So the idea that Israel was taken by surprise, yeah, they were. That's the whole point. 
and it has happened to the United States. It has happened to empires, period, around the world. Back to uh, the national intel. That the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, would destroy any enemy military in short order is very likely, in my opinion. But like many countries, they've prepared for the last war. One good thing is I am sure that they will adjust rapidly and be better prepared for the next unconventional scenario. Terrorism is, by its very nature, I mean, fourth-generation warfare, unconventional. It's going to happen. It, and it has been happening for millennia, unconventional warfare. Again, read the Bible. Abraham was Abraham authorized the first night op with 318 men of his own house against five kings on one side and four kings and giants on the other side. He's like, hmm. I'll tell you what, boys, we'll go slit throats in the dark. That's unconventional, and it's in the Bible. Did you know that there are entire, at military academies, there are entire courses of instruction about the military prowess of the people of Israel in the Bible? That's a thing. <sighs> mm -hmm. Hopefully, they will also finally come to the realization that their people should be trusted with firearms like we in the Swiss do so that both individuals and the nation are far better. Now, I agree with that. Um, we here in the United States of America have a God-given, constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. A well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state. Regulated not meaning regulations and red tape. Regulated meaning squared away. Yeah, you should have a, an AR-15 and, I don't know, 400 loaded magazines at this point. I know we have feds in the crowd, so I won't tell you how many loaded magazines I have. I'll just say that they're a, they're a pound per loaded magazine, and I got a bunch of duffel bags that are really heavy. Just putting that out there. Next, though I have no intelligence about the following, I am firmly of the belief that what has been happening in Israel over the last two days is a dry run for what is going to happen throughout the United States at some point in the future, likely when China decides to invade Taiwan. We need to be prepared both to fight back and to try to save the lives of those injured. Both of those tasks have been addressed on your YouTube channel. True. Innumerable, time, innumerable times since its inception, and I am very thankful that Bear has provided the knowledge and motivation for a lot of people to step up and prepare. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. If you don't know your asshole from your elbow when it comes to trauma medicine, here on the Bear Independent YouTube channel, there's a tab you can click called Playlists. One of those playlists is called Trauma Medicine, the Trauma Medicine series. It's eight videos. Go watch it. And it covers everything in the March algorithm, massive bleeding, airway, respiratory circulation, head injury, hypothermia, and everything else. And it's free here on YouTube. It's a four-hour block of instruction for free. I have a first aid kit, but I don't know how to use it. Go watch that and send it to other people, especially on today, the day of global jihad. You should be sharing that playlist everywhere with your fire department, with your EMS, with the doctors that you know. Do you know we've trained many doctors with refuge training, including ER docs? They had no idea how to use a tourniquet. One guy told us, yeah, that all that stuff happens out there. By the time they get to the hospital, it's already been done. I've never had to pack a wound before. I've unpacked wounds. I've never had to pack a wound. Incredible. Right? So we're like, we're teaching bona fide doctors how to do this stuff. It's free. Trauma Medicine Playlist here on YouTube. 
it's free. Next, location, Crandall, Forney, Texas, date 9, October 23. About an hour and a half ago, a totally notch spy baroon crashed and hit power lines and cable lines in the community. I work and teach in. We live about 10 minutes away. All the power cable and the internet is out. Caused a huge fire. I was told there is a balloon race today, but shows how fragile everything really is. Where it hit was not far from a power transformer station. It just, that just illustrates the fragility of the system to me. Like, well, but what happens when there's a high altitude EMP that knocks out the power grid? What happens if you accidentally touch two power lines together? Yeah, you have an arc fault and then the grid stops working. It's that basic. If you've ever been working on live power in your house, like on a, an electrical receptacle or in an outlet, right? And you touch the black wire, which is the hot wire, to the white wire or the green wire or bare copper, one of which is the neutral, which is a grounded current carrying conductor, and the other, which is the ground. You touch those wires together, what happens? The breaker pops. The power stops flowing. It's the same thing on the national grid, just bigger. Let's see. First-hand report from Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. Each night, there have been fireworks going off in the Muslim areas of East Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives. Each time there is a bomb intercept over Jerusalem, there are celebratory tire burnings. Witnessed a definite increase of boldness and agitation and verbal harassment from certain ones in the local Muslim population. Indicators for local copycat or emboldened radicals who may have been incited to carry out attacks. A car from leaders from a Christian ministry was singled out and vandalized, scratched up with a screwdriver or something. We definitely feel the prayers going up here. I'm also proudly carrying a slick kit and a bare minimum plus extra TQs. Thanks for the fast shipping to get them before leaving the U.S., making our way back soon. There's also been a big increase of jet activity since the U.S. carrier got in range, and the Israelis have drones up overarching East Jerusalem into the West Bank. A slick kit, you say? You mean like what's in my back pocket of my jeans? You mean like this right here, refugemedical.com slick kit? It's got halo chest seals, a two-pack, a pair of gloves, Z-fold combat gauze, a four-inch fold flat emergency trauma dressing, and duct tape. It's vacuum sealed. It's that thick. Fits in your back pocket of your Origin Delta 68 jeans, which is, of course, complemented by, say it with me, a committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet, like the soft tee right here. Yeah, in my back pocket. Because it's the day of global jihad? No, because shit happens every day. Magic Prepper, slick kit for the win. What's up, Magic? What's going on, bro? Next, I'm a bus driver for a large suburban school district in Oregon. I recently went through eight hours of mandatory pediatric first aid training where the focus was how to effectively use an AED or an automated external defibrillator on children and teenagers. It's almost as if they're expecting more atrial fibrillation in our youth. That's interesting. You know, we recently put AEDs back in stock at Refuge. We were able to get our hands on some more. They have been flying off the freaking shelves. I don't like, I don't know why. No, I'm not complaining, 
But talk about an indicator. They have been flying off the shelves. Let's see. Last. Hey, Bear, thought I would pass this along. Just got word from one of my family members in intelligence in the IC, the intelligence community, to be prepared for possible terror activities in the United States. He is right now on lockdown at his base overseas for possible attacks. He advised us to stay away from major metropolitan areas and high traffic areas through at least the weekend. That's good advice. I knew some guy on the internet, I think, said something very similar to that yesterday. Weird fella. One of those reads the Bible guys. Got some dangly things hanging from his belt line, beard. Um, yeah, owns a medical company. Um, some weirdo. That's the National Intel. If you would like to provide your National Intel for next Friday's brief, the email address is intel at bearindependent.com. Intel at bearindependent.com. Especially if you are overseas, I would really like to know what you were seeing overseas. Palmetto said, you don't mess with the blue dangly mafia, F-A-F-O. That's right. I will beat this plowshare into a sword post-haste. That's the show for today. If you're one of those fine Americans that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, this is your polite invitation to beat feet skedaddle. Get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, links in the description about everything that I'm about to talk about, okay? Okay, bear. Brother Gas, 100-pound hail. Love it. Patreon. The last two pre-recorded videos that went up on Patreon were strategic relocation and how to prep on $200 a month. I think that's a lot of value. Patreon's 10 bucks a month. It is the best 10 bucks you can spend on the internet. It is a preparedness consultancy. You ask me the questions, I give you the answers in long form video format. There are more than 4,000 videos and posts on Patreon that when you join for 10 bucks a month, you have access to that entire backlog. There's more Patreon content than there is YouTube content. You got a question about fill in the blank, you hit the Patreon search bar, type it in, and you will be bombarded. Bombarded with assets in video form to answer your question. Or you can hit the give me your questions post that posts every month. Say, Bear, I got a question. I need to know X, Y, Z. Cool. And then I'll shoot a video on it. Ote? Ote. With excellent feedback from a brother who did it. Exactly, Tony John. Exactly. Refugemedical.com. You might have heard of us. We're this plucky little first aid company in eastern Oklahoma that was founded in my barn four years ago and now is on four continents with all branches of the U.S. Armed Forces electively. Only 92 lives saved today. Only 92. So it's an absolute shit product. Clearly doesn't work very well. We've only saved 92 people's lives that we know of. Um, so yeah, you're definitely better just buying some Chineseium garbage from somebody else because you definitely don't want a kit that's made in America or that's guaranteed forever or that uses literally the best components on planet Earth or that's been pressure tested by U.S. Army Special Forces and Navy SEALs. You don't want that. You want Chineseium garbage so you can save $20 because you're going to need that 20 bucks to buy flowers for your funeral when your bullshit first aid kit doesn't work, right? So what's our promo this week? Our promo is in spite of the fact that there are two wars going on one in ukraine and one israel to say nothing of the 30 plus military coups in the sahel region of northwestern africa we are still somehow literally miraculously in stock 
unlike most of our air quote competitors. So if you need something for your first aid kit, maybe a slick kit for your back pocket on the day of global jihad, maybe a bare fact to keep in your vehicle, maybe a wound care bucket, we have it. Praise Yah in stock, refugemedical.com. If you use promo code Bear Nation, you'll get free shipping on whatever the hell you buy. All of our stuff, our center components is HSA and FSA eligible. If you're fortunate enough in 2023 to actually have one of those things, uh, you can use that at refugemedical.com. This is the Bear Fact, Bear First Aid Kit. There are many like it, but this one is mine. It is made out of adorable ballistic nylon, American-sourced, Molly Pals webbing compatible. As you can see, I've got a committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet, in this case, the soft T tourniquet, turned onto, shock corded onto the outside here, as well as an extra pair of shears right here. The way this works is, oh no, I've been shot, stabbed, blown up. I rip the lid off, I find the red handle, and I pull the red handle. There we go. And then your kit comes out just like that, just like that. Now, also, also, just so we're all on the same page, this particular kit has been intentionally left outside for a year. Snow, sleet, wind, hail, rain, UV. This is what it looks like after a year of being outside because we test our stuff. Watch this. I pop this open. Boom. Purpose-built trauma first aid kit in my hand. Cat tourniquet, legit, real cat tourniquet, not a Chinese knockoff. Pair of gloves, because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Also, our Made in the USA tab, because we actually make this here. We build the, this pouch, we make this. This is ours. Pressure bandage, tape, Sharpie. But wait, there's more. What's in the back here in this pocket? Yeah, there's a pocket right there. We call this the stack. Shears, five by nine gauze pads, burn tech dressing, chest seals, not one, but two chest seals, and a nasopharyngeal airway if you need to maintain a patent airway and chin lift jaw thrust is not getting it done. And, but wait, there's more. Bottom pocket down here. I've got quick clot for wound packing, Arterial bleeding in the junctional spaces, your neck, your pelvic girdle, your ass, your shoulders, and then a trauma pack. It's got two by two, four by four, five by nine gauze pads, a triangle bandage, rolled gauze, compressed gauze for wound packing, a mylar blanket to help mitigate hypothermia, an eye shield, an iPad, and flat duct tape that works the entirety of the March algorithm, massive bleeding, airway, respiratory circulation, head injury, hypothermia, and everything else. And you've probably been thinking to yourself, maybe to this point in your life, I don't really need a trauma first aid. You know, I need something in case Susie falls off of her bicycle. And then some shithead over there in the Middle East declares a day of global jihad. And it's like, mm, maybe band-aids aren't going to get it done. You know, maybe I, maybe I need a real first aid kit. Maybe I need a real first aid kit. Any news on when the surgical bucket will be back in stock? Thanks, Sarah Kelly. Yes. Hopefully next week, we are waiting on a shipment of the APLS Mylar Blankets, which both Refuge Medical and the Marine Corps decided were a great product at the same time. So we are currently, and this is not an exaggeration, we are currently fighting the Marine Corps for inventory. And while I love you, Crayon Eaters, we'll win. So next, next week-ish is when it's looking like they will be back in stock. 
because we are including the APLS blanket in the surgical bucket, which is a phenomenal product, which is why we're including it. That being said, there are two major wars going on right now. Soon, I would think to be more major, but that remains to be seen. All right, bare fact, in stock, shipping fast, bare minimum, in stock, shipping fast. This combines trauma capability with boo-boo stuff, band-aids and steri strips and you know, your little wound care wipes, OTC meds, all of that. Very affordable kit, 219 bucks. Use your Patreon promo code. You can save some money as well. And last but not least, the boogie. This is the boogie. You're probably asking yourself, what the hell is a boogie? This is the boogie. It's a little tiny first aid kit, which is also made in America by Refuge Medical. This is 30 you can put this in a glove box. You can put this in a purse. You can put this in a kid backpack. You can put this in your EDC bag that you carry every day. You put this in your carry-on for the airplane. You put this a lot of places. It's very small. Here's my hand. There's the boogie. Very small, compact kit. And if you know what you're doing with it, it has a lot of capability. Okay? So the way this works, this is just a sleeve. Just like, remember push pops when you were a kid? Just like a push pop. You just push it out. And what do I have in here? I have two black rubber bands because black is tactical, which is cool. I've got a roll of three-inch curlicks that I can dress minor lacerations with. I can also wound pack with this. I've got flat duct tape. I can make occlusive dressings for punctures to the pleural space with this, a.k.a. improvised chest seals. Also, it's great for starting fires because it burns. Also, it sticks to everything, including blood, sweat, and tears. Also, if I had to, I can make a pressure bandage or if I have a stick, a windless tourniquet with this duct tape. I've also got an S-mark bandage, which is a stretchy conforming rubber bandage. Very similar to the SWAT tourniquet, stretch wrap and tuck tourniquet. So I can make a pressure bandage with this, an improvised sling with this. I can make, I can stop arterial bleeding with this. And I've got a little tiny boo-boo wipes package here that also has a pair of gloves in it because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. And I've got ibuprofen, acetaminophen, BZK wipes, alcohol wipes in here. And I've got, because Susie can't quit falling off of her damn bicycle, Band-Aids. Regular Band-Aids finger bandages, knuckle bandages, all inside of that little kit. So this is a great handshake if you have somebody in your life that you want to carry some medical capability and they just won't or they just don't have the money for a larger kit. This is a great way, makes a great gift to get somebody interested in medical preparedness at a low cost. I know one company that bought 20 of these to hand out as safety awards inside of their company because they're cheap but very effective. Uh, so that's the boogie. You can find it at refugemedical.com. Refugetraining.com. We have classes coming up in Spyro, Oklahoma, at our headquarters the 29th and 30th of this month. Don't be an ass. Come to class. Learn the fine art of how to not die. You can find that at refugetraining.com. We are doing a Responder 1 and a Responder 2 on the 29th and the 30th. The evening of the 29th, which is a Sunday, 
We're doing a refuge block party in the parking lot at the refuge building. We're going to hang out. Refuge team will be there. A whole bunch of people that you've seen on camera will be there. We're going to grill burgers. We're going to have, you know, BYOB, you know, we're going to be hanging out in the parking lot. So if you're coming to class on the 30th, get there on Sunday and come to the hangout Sunday evening. If you're coming to class on the 29th on Sunday, I would recommend staying, you know, in your travel itinerary, being able to stay uh, the evening of the 29th, that Sunday, so that we can hang out. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Calebhouse.org. Caleb with a K, calebhouse.org. If you think that uh, pedophiles are scumbags and you want to rescue kids, cool. So do we. Calebhouse.org. You want more information about how to get in the fight? Come visit us there. RefugeRuckus.com. If you want to come to Fort Smith, Arkansas and ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th, 2024, to raise funds and awareness for Caleb House, you should do that. It'll be a three-day event. Uh, it's a very, very low cost, and the whole idea is to raise money for Caleb House. There will be speakers and presenters and workshops on Friday, uh, as well as vendors. There will be um, a huge Midrash Bible study and worship session on Saturday. And Sunday morning, we rock. More details at RefugeRuckus.com. You can get all of your swag, your grindstone t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, our brother sauce, facts not feelings shirt, our brother Rex is the real dope shirt, all of which the proceeds of which go to benefit Caleb House at grindstoneministries.com. Links are in the description. And of course, Moose Run Coffee, the grindstone blend. Life is too short to drink shitty coffee. Also, it's a day of global jihad. You probably want to be alert today. Mooserunkoffee.com. Check out the grindstone blend. We get a portion of the proceeds from that to help us do the things that we do, which is rescue and restore juvenile human trafficking survivors and making sure that bad shit happens to bad people. With that being said, it's more likely today than most days that it's going to be a little weird out there. So keep your head on a swivel. It is bring your gun to work day. Um, for us, that's every day. Every day is bring your gun to work day around here. But we're a little different than most um, but I know a lot of people in the law enforcement community, a lot of people in the IC, the intelligence community, a lot of people in the dot gov and the dot mill. And I've had a lot of contacts from a lot of people in the last 24 hours. So I can just tell you, it is absolutely Ryan, the eating warrior. You're welcome, brother. Thank you. It is absolutely bring your gun to work day. More than that, it's bring your wits to work day. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, if you see something weird, don't just write it off, you know, maybe elevate to a, a higher level of uh, law enforcement, perhaps see something, say something or whatever. Maybe you say something like pow, 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 pow. Hey, uh, shots fired. This, there was a weirdo with an AK and a shmag on. So uh, he's been properly ventilated. Roll EMS or not. I don't know. It's up to you. That's what I got for you all today. Thank you so much for being a part of the Bear Nation. Thank you so much for supporting this ridiculous show. Do me a favor. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Hit the little thumbs up icon. And please share the show with somebody that you love. That's how we grow organically. That's how we have grown organically from zero subscribers to pushing 200,000 subscribers in the last six years. Can't do it without y'all. Best freaking audience on planet Earth. Go out there and be the light. Okay. Okay, bear. All right. Bless y'all. Shalom.